0: Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 3BY podcast. I'm Salty. <laughs> I give my name. And I'm I was, Spice. I almost, almost gave you my actual name and I'm like, I'm not really trying to hide it that much. I was just like, anyway, uh, welcome, to, welcome to the big show. We are, as usual, on our way. We're traveling. We're trundling, if you will. Um, not going to Iowa today, we are trundling to the People's Republic of Illinois.
1: And look how much water we've got from all the rain. How much water we got. There she's segwaying right
0: into the <laughs> subject of today, which is... Water, water. Water, water, water. Yeah, I know we've talked about water before, but we're going to talk about water again, and we're going to talk about water again and again and again, because it's so important. Everybody needs to understand, and I'm sure most of you do, the importance of water. But people, you know... If you've never lived without water, just turning on the tap, you have no idea what a big convenience it is when you have it now. We lived, I lived, oh, about a year in a situation where we did not have tap water. And no, it wasn't some, you know, Appalachian, near, 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 <laughs> near, near, near situation. Not that I've got
1: anything against that.
0: I was a military brat. We were on the the beautiful island of Okinawa. And they were in a severe, and I mean severe, drought. And the water was rationed. We got two hours of water, or four hours of water every two weeks, I believe it was. That's yeah, not much. Not much. Enough for you to fill up your water containers. Now, unfortunately, the pipes in, in Oki were, were made out of iron. And old iron pipes that don't have water really running through them, the rust particulates get out. So by the time we left Oakey, every piece of clothing we had was some shade of pink. Because that's just. I've
1: a worn a lot of that iron oxide pink as well from yeah. the uh, well situation when I was a kid. Yeah,
0: she grew up on a, on a, in a rural place not too far from St. Louis, but certainly not in town. And it, they, had a, they had a well situation there. Now, when I lived in the country uh, during my high school years, we also had a well, but ours was a really good deep well. And we never had any problems with that. In fact, we had the best tasting water around. It was very hard, but man, it tasted good. Anyway, we're here to talk to you today about water and what we do for, for our emergency storage water, and also how we do our garden using rainwater. Uh, first I want to throw out a caveat here is if you're going to before you follow our advice, we always, and I mean always encourage people to follow the law scrupulously. So if you're going to do rainwater collection, one of the things you need to do is do your due diligence and make sure it's actually legal to collect rainwater where you live. Because in more and more places, it's not. So just be aware that we're talking about, we live in the free state of Missouri. We're At least they haven't taken over most of the uh, freedoms from the people. So, anyway, why don't you tell them a little bit about what we do for rainwater?
1: The rainwater is mostly collected on the roof of the house and the roof of a large shed that we've got.
0: So Very very long shed. 24 feet, I think?
1: Uh, About. Big long shed. About that. So collecting it was not a problem. Having a place to get it is not a problem. There it is running through the gutters. Our first approach was just to increase the amount of watering of the garden by buying those uh, large expandable plastic hoses that fit onto the downspouts and lead those over to where the trees are. So even in the small rains we tend to get in the summer, you get a cloudburst of a thunderstorm turns a little cloud burst into enough to feed a tree for a week if you have the gutters run into it. But that was not sufficient for our long-term needs, so we got ourselves some uh, water barrels to put under them instead.
0: Right, and, and what we've done, or she did, she gets all the credit on this one. What she's done is she's, we've gotten the 60-gallon water barrels. We just bought prefab ones. You can make them cheaper than what we did, but we, we were kind of wanting just to get this done. So she modified the downspouts so that they feed into the water barrel directly.
1: Downspouts of the house gutters. Right. And then
0: on the shed, the water barrels just fit right in underneath. I mean, actually, she had to clear out a little bit of space because the water barrels are really tall. Yeah, right in underneath, underneath the uh, eaves of the uh, shed. And you'd be surprised. This is just a shed. It's just a a, a little rounded garden style or barn style sheds. And it's like 24. I believe it's 24. It may be 20. It's 20 or 24. Close enough. It's one or the other. It may be 20. I don't know. But so we ran the guttering down the side of the shed. And you'd be surprised how much one inch rain runs off how much water that is running off of just a shed
1: yeah we can do the math but i can't do it in my head while i'm driving uh, we also but it's a lot of water
0: we have another small outbuilding it's 10 by 10 uh it's a specific use outbuilding and i'm not going to get into what what it's for but uh we also put guttering on it and the guttering on one side of it is used to feed the herb garden that she has planted in front of it.
1: Yeah, it's a nice perennial herb garden, so I don't have to mess with it year to year. I, I have the common cooking herbs in there anytime I want them. While we're on the subject, though, of placing the water barrels under the downspouts, one of the things we thought about carefully is where our materials are relative to the places we want to water. Because the last thing you want to do in a preparation situation is set something up that requires power to get the water where you want it to go. Yes. And trust me on this, carrying water is not a heck of a lot of fun. We're
0: going to come back to that here in a bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've too much experience with that story. So we checked the height of all of our downspouts relative to the gardens we wanted to feed with them and made sure that there was enough of a height difference to provide enough force to overcome the friction of the water running through the pipes as well. So the water barrels were the first step and we did them last year. And the main reason in my mind we got the prefabbed water barrels is I wasn't confident of my ability to manufacture new ones that didn't leak, that had the multi-outlets on the sides. The, the ones we bought, you drain into the top of them and about halfway down they've got one spigot and at the bottom they've got a second spigot. And these are about 60 gallon barrels so when I feed them into my drip irrigation system I can choose how much water I'm gonna give the garden on a particular day by where I attach the hoses. And I find it's very nice to have, be able to get two good waterings out of a barrel, and not have to sit there and worry and fuss about is it enough now or not. I can just put it in the middle, open the spigot, let it go till it's done. Not a problem.
0: Now we pretty much drained the barrels because we had a dry spell here. We drained the barrels, and so the barrel under the, for example, under the downspout for the, um, it would be the southeast corner of the house was completely drained. And we had a one-inch rain, and it was overflowing. So it filled it to overflow with just a one-inch rain. So I, I, I think a half an inch would do it because it covers quite a bit of area off the house, that one barrel does. The um, ones from the, from the one-inch rain, the ones under the shed in the back were pretty full.
1: 60%. They were, yeah, full. they were. About 60% full. And, and the, that's two barrels oh, collecting off of one small shed.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it doesn't really take that much rain to uh, keep this going. Now, obviously, again, we don't live in a uh, Soviet state. We're, we're not in Illinois, we're not in Wisconsin, and we don't live in a local Soviet district, like a homeowners association, where you have all of the um, comrades on the Central Committee telling you exactly what you can and cannot do to your own yard. We're not into that. If you're into that, well, I got nothing for you because I, I, ah. Well my, you know what my advice is: Run, Root. don't walk. Go from something else. like that. Go somewhere else that they don't do that. We still have freedom in America. You just have to not live in places that are communist,
1: or uh, if you're of the bent, get active about it and tell them no in a legal way. Right. So it's not like they're all powerful.
0: Yeah, we're not. This, we're not delving into politics. This is not a political discussion here. But we're just not. We don't. We're not into people exerting social control over us to restrict our own keeping a f- water barrel. <laughs> I have to keep it clean. We're G-rated program here. I have to keep it clean. I, I, I chill. got strong chill. It's okay. I got strong emotions on this one. Anyway, so
1: if the appearance is a problem to you, the prefab barrels that we've got, they've actually got a little planter in the top. Yeah, and if they were in the front side of the house, I would have bothered to uh, put plants in the top of that. And I'd I'd use plants where the flowers overflowed and ran down the sides of the barrel. I didn't do that because I could see that the way the little planter thing was set up, one, it would soak it too much when the barrel was overflowing. uh, You'd have to pick a plant that required a lot of water and didn't mind its roots being waterlogged or it'd die. Which means I'd have to be watering the thing during dry spells, and that kind of wasn't the goal. Is to have to water the flowers in the planter during the dry spells. But it can look decent. Is was my point there?
0: We also have okay. That's our, that's our outdoor watering system for our garden, and we're going to we're continuing to expand it. I think we're hoping to eventually, if I can get the silly things, uh the big 150-gallon, whatever they are. You've seen them. I don't know what they're called.
1: They probably have not seen them. They're agricultural.
0: Okay. Well, they're, they're big uh, containers, crates with plastic tanks in them. I mean, we're dri- I'm driving past one right now. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we're driving through the country, so we're driving past a co-op. And Mycogen Seed DeKalb Pfizer Genetics... Corn uh, field. So there you go. We got Mutual the Pfizer are genetics are looking good again this year. Uh, speaking of Illinois, DeKalb is in Illinois. So there we go. Uh, this is that was just an example so the farmers can see which seed corns are working best this year and which are not. They call them a show plot. Uh, Illinois. I, and any, <laughs> I got I got a diversion here.
1: <laughs> Big surprise, folks.
0: Years ago, I wish I wish this were available on YouTube because it is the best tourism commercial that any state has ever done. <laughs> she knows where it, oh, yeah. it was brilliant. It was by the state of Illinois. Um, they had people in Illinois fishing, trying to hide. These enormous fish casts, or uh, fish catches in their truck, in their vehicle, and one of them had, had, a, had a, a fish that, was, that had a tail like 12 feet across. I mean, it was in the back of the pickup truck. It looked like somebody put a whale in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah he was like, "Big fish in Illinois?" Ah! Send him to Iowa. There's big fish Thanks in Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> anyway, I guess you had to see the commercial, but it was, it was brilliant. So I think of that every time I think of Illinois.
1: Okay. Go right ahead. Before we uh, leave the idea of the collection from the outsour, we use them to water the garden. But if we needed extra water for the house, we would absolutely have almost 200 gallons of extra water for the house. It would require filtration because it comes off an asphalt roof.
0: Both our shed and our house have asphalt roofs.
1: And even if, it did, if it, even if it came off a metal roof, like the one we're planning for the cabin, you still want to filter it because dust and stuff gets up there. And a bird poop. Yeah, bird poop, sure. And a purple bird poop. Okay, so I grow berries and we get purple <laughs> bird poop this time of year. He's a little bitter about it, maybe. No, I'm not that bad. It's just every, <laughs>
0: every time I walk out, I see my car and it's got a new spot of purple bird poop on it.
1: It's like, yep, berry season.
0: <laughs> Somebody grows berries. Well, lots of berries. We got raspberries coming in right now.
1: Oh, lots of raspberries. And I'm picking blueberries too. Blueberries. And a little strawberries. And you know, it's June. It's so these June. things
0: happen. It's berry time. Eat plenty. It's a very, very good month for berries.
1: And I like it.
0: And she likes it. So that's not all we do though, because these water barrels, we live in the Midwest. We live in Missouri. And so these water barrels would freeze, which will be really hard on a barrel with. Uh, uh, It would leak. It
1: would ruin the plumbing, and the thing would leak forever after.
0: So we have to empty the barrels. So obviously this isn't a, a, a water source for us in the winter.
1: Late fall, I empty them, invert them, tuck them in a corner around the back of the house, and tie those suckers in place so the winter storms don't send our water barrels over to the next county.
0: Right, we put them in a shaded area, cut down on the UV rays. They are plastic, and, you know, plastic has a lifetime. Uh, UV is hard on them, so, you know, try and limit those a little bit. Uh, but what we do for our general storage water is we have multiple water barrels inside. They are the blue, standard blue, 55-gallon
1: uh, water barrels. Always assure that your stuff you're going to keep water in is food safe.
0: Yes. Now these were food safe. We bought these new. Okay. You can buy them used for cheaper than what I paid. I bought them at Sam's Club. I'd like to say I bought them for about 40 bucks a piece. I think it was shipped, uh, which is a lot of money. But I bought our barrels new, and we have barrels two two barrels uh, upstairs. And then we have other water storage too, but these are these are the two fifty-five gallon drums.
1: Do not forget to get the right specialized wrench required to open the bungs of those barrels. Oh. That would be a bad day.
0: I'm gonna have a beavis and butthead moment. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Ready for Beavis and Butthead? Heh heh, bung. She said bung. Ha <laughs> ha ha ha
1: ha. I thought I could safely say that word while on the podcast, but no, apparently not. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we actually have several bung wrenches. <laughs> I said bung. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a 13-year-old sometimes. But yeah, we have several of those because they're impossible to open without them. So we just basically take these barrels. Now we have them up up in our upstairs area of our house. We do not we do not have them in the basement. We do not have them
1: in the basement because um, we don't. That allows us to gravity feed when we need to empty them.
0: So, like, what we do, you know, we you don't have to. People say, "Oh, you got to empty these things out every year." No, you don't. We we take these blue barrels, okay, and we fill them, and then we cover them with these giant plastic uh, trash Black bags. garbage bags. You know, the the real heavy duty ones, so the yeah. light doesn't get through. And there's no light getting through. There's nothing, you know. And it's tap water, so it has had uh, it was. Uh, sort of chlorinated and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people freak out about that. But, you know, if we're going to drink it. We're going to take it out. And we're going to put it through our big Berkey. So we're not going to drink that. You know, we're still going to filter it, even if some of that comes out of these things.
1: Although um, I wouldn't feel it absolutely necessary. I wouldn't Yeah. feel but, I was putting my health at risk by drinking directly from them. Nevertheless, we would put it through the Berkey because, you know, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> and so and we got a big Berkey. Um, We
0: actually don't use our big Berkey normally. We haven't even actually set it up because we wanted to keep it for an emergency. And we have very limited kitchen space anyway. So, long story short, we we take these barrels, we fill them up with water using not only food-safe barrels, but food-safe
1: hoses. Yeah. That I I did manage to survive my entire childhood drinking from hoses that were not water, uh, supposed to be drinking water specialized hoses. Yeah, but they
0: were nasty. It was nasty to drink out of them. You got to admit, that nasty hose taste?
1: No, not if you let your brothers drink first. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the fresh water and life was good.
0: Oh, uh, hose water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we do keep the water for the potable hoses for the potable water separate from the hoses we use for other stuff, because then you can just grab it and not worry about it. Right. So, but what we do is
0: our house sits up a little bit. It's not like a, a huge thing, but it's several feet. We sit several feet off the ground. We have a, a basement underneath it. And when it's time to empty and replace this water, like it was this year, we did it we started the process this year. we're not done with it, but we started. Um, we could take the the barrels that we have, run the hose outside the house, and then siphon the water from our emergency stored barrels right into an empty rain barrel.
1: yeah, we did it during a dry spell. I needed to water the garden anyway. so
0: yeah, so this yeah water wouldn't go to waste. That way we're, we're replenishing our water, and we're still not wasting the water. Because we don't really like waste. I mean, you could just dump it out. It's no real harm. But, you know, one thing a lot of people forget about, too, in prepping is uh, where the various sources of water are. Because the water just comes out of the tap. That's just where it just comes out of the tap. But if there's such a situation where the water isn't coming out of a tap, You need to have an idea around your neighborhood where you're going to get your water from. A lot of people listening to this may have a swimming pool. And if you have a swimming pool, your problem is solved. You're going to get your water. uh, And it's a swimming pool that actually has water in it.
1: And it's not winter.
0: Even if it is winter, you can still get the water out of it.
1: Oh, I thought people drained them in the winter. Some, you drain them down
0: to a level. It depends on how the pool is designed. and Some of them you actually drain. But some of them you let go ahead and freeze and you just lower the level of. It depends on the pool. Okay. So, um, the big concrete pools they have, like the public pools, they drain. But if you happen to have a pool that you don't drain, well, then your water problem is solved. You you can drink pool water after you filter it. You can also boil off pool water. Um perfectly safe.
1: Please note, if you're not the uh, most chemical savvy of listeners, that putting in those purification tablets, those are meant to kill microbes. Those are not going to get rid of the uh, chlorination in the pool water.
0: No. You need to filter it. You need to to or clean it up some way. Uh, you need to boil and you need to go through the, the steam or Uh, Distilling is
1: a big deal. Do what? Distilling is a big, hairy deal to get done. Yeah. And simply boiling it will get rid of some chlorines, but it won't get rid of the chloramines that are often used to purify water now. Our tap water would not have the chlorine removed just by boiling it.
0: So how are you going to get it out?
1: Chemical absorbent filters that can deal with... Those kinds of organic chemicals is what I do
0: Okay well I I don't have a pool so I've never really looked into this so hmm
1: I haven't looked at it for pools that's just yeah, general maybe, chemistry we ought to, stuff. maybe we ought to
0: do that maybe we ought to do that for a uh, for a uh, article for a post for the thing. what would it take to clean up pool water to make it safe to drink? Well certainly a ni- not 90 percent, but a lot of the use of water has nothing to do with drinking. You use it for bathing for sanitation, burden. for washing your hands or brushing your teeth.
1: Yeah, it's called gray water. Yeah. And you can use gray water for a lot of stuff.
0: Flushing the flushing the toilet. If it still has somewhere to go, most toilets will be backed up in an, in an emergency. But Okay, anyway, so we got these barrels up there. And then we also have uh, a bunch, and I don't know but a bunch of the uh, five-gallon to six-gallon carry, carryable, oh.
1: stackable cubes. May I have a little aside here? Absolutely. On how to actually get the water drained out of your big barrels.
0: Oh, sure.
1: So you take the hose and you stick it down to the bottom, of the water-safe hose, stick it down to the bottom of your nice barrel that's been sitting there for a few years and it's time to change out, run that hose out to the water barrel, outside because the one that waters the garden is downhill of the other and not a dang thing is going to happen because the hose is filled with air. Well, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we have running water in the house at this time. So you take the one end of the hose that was in the inside barrel. You take to the hose in the kitchen. Run water from the hose in the kitchen into that sucker until the entire hose is filled with water and then holding that above your head so gravity does not make it spill out all over the place, you walk that back to the water barrel, stick it back down to the water barrel full of water you're trying to empty. And in our case the gravity difference between where I was and and where I wanted to go was enough to get water to run but it wasn't enough to overcome the original friction of the system and the occasional bubble left in there. But I knew I had the physics to keep it going if I could actually get it started. So I did this, uh, went back to the hose end in the house, picked up that hose, lifted it above my head to give it a few more feet of water drop, and then just walked along it for 10 or 20 feet, holding that bit above my head, Kind of driving that little bit of water downhill, that few extra feet of my height. Tried that a bit, and I could hear the water start to run in the hose. And uh, once it was started, that's all it took. It ran from there on out.
0: So there you go. Now there's also other ways of doing it. You can use just actual siphon. Yep. Um, or you can use a little electrical pump.
1: If you think you're going to mouth siphon it, wrong, but thank you for playing. Yeah. The suction required for a a long hose is way too big.
0: Suction. (laughs) She said suction. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just channeling my inner butthead. I don't know if that was Beavis or Butthead. I'm not sure which. I've never actually watched the stupid show. So I don't know. But anyway.
1: Stackable. Stackable water. We chose the size to be the most I could comfortably carry.
0: Six gallons of water is 36 pounds, more or less. Yeah, and that's a you know that doesn't seem like that much, but it's it's a totally dead weight. And usually, if you're like her, you like to do the lazy man loads, which means take two at a time, three at a time. It's four better at a balance time.
1: to carry two at a time. See,
0: she, she always likes to do two, and that gets to be
1: yeah. I think our big ones are seven.
0: Yeah, the big ones are seven, and they're okay. I have no trouble with them, but she kind of doesn't like them as well. So, oops, rumble strip. Sorry. I was adjusting my microphone cord and got the rumble strip. So, yeah. Those are fully uh,
1: potable, and we keep a few stacks in the basement.
0: Yeah, we carry them back and forth out to the place because we don't have water at the place at the moment.
1: I keep a spare one. Not a spare one. I keep one of the ones we have out at the place. So I always have seven gallons of potable water if I want to go out there on short notice. And I don't have time to collect my stuff. I know I'll have seven gallons of potable water. And that'll be plenty to keep me running until I can start filtering. Because we do have a pond full of water down there.
0: Yeah, and that was actually one of the the main reasons we put in the pond first. I mean, that was basically the very first thing we did at the place was put that pond in.
1: That was one of our absolutely must-haves when we were shopping. Or the land is to be able to have a spot where we could or had a good chance of being able to build a good quality pond.
0: yeah we did we actually would have preferred not to have built it but to have one that was already um, manufactured or already there and with fish and all that kind of stuff but we didn't and the place it was kind of one of those deals it's what we could afford to drop drop the coin on because we, we don't we, we don't do credit we pay cash. And we're not going to buy a place like that on credit. That's just not going to happen. Giant
1: lakes full of fish make for expensive places. Yeah,
0: they do. We had, there was one place I saw, well, there's a truck just went past really loud in a no passing zone. I saw a place, yeah, we're, we're I'm driving 55 miles an hour, so I get passed a lot. Because why? Because I don't break the law. Because I don't need that in my life. But we're actually passing very near a town. This whole, The old city lake got sold. And it was the old city lake, and it was a nice-sized lake. I want to say a 250, 300-acre lake. Really nice-sized lake. Lovely lake. lake. Uh, camping area, all this sort of thing. And if I had two and a half mil, I could have owned it. But I don't have two and a half mil. And the person who bought it has put in a really nice house out there. And, uh,
1: yeah, it's really nice. It probably has two and a half mil. Right oh, now.
0: yeah, a lot of people do have two and a half mil. I am not one of them. So yeah we bought the we bought the land we didn't have a pond we had, had an old pond, but it wasn't suitable for what we wanted
1: It was small shallow, would freeze over completely in the winter, not sufficient
0: not in a good way we'd kill the fish if there were any fish in it so freeze we, through not just yeah freeze over we bought the pond we or the part of the thing reason we bought what we were because there was a place to put a pond right next to where we wanted to put the cabin, and it was a, a shallow uh, or a deep steep, I don't call it a ravine, you'd call it a draw, I guess.
1: Yeah, but it was downhill of nothing but our land. Right. Which means that there's no cattle running on it, there's no uh, pesticides being put on the ground, other than the tiny little bit I put on uh, things like autumn olive to prevent the autumn olive from taking over the place when I cut stumps.
0: And... We're not even doing that next to the pond. And yep. also, there's never been any row crop production in the area. And so...
1: So there's not a bunch of pesticide residues in the soil.
0: Yeah. And that's a real deal, by the way. People don't think about that, but that's a real deal. This whole Roundup thing, uh, real problem with pesticides and stuff like that. So they're at the, the problem we have at the, at the place, and we, we're still working through this, is we don't have city water, which... That's what we call it out here in the country. We call it city water. It's actually mm-hmm. rural water. It runs by the place. In fact, we did check on that before we bought the place that it was on our side of the road. If you hey, if you're going to buy a place in a rural area and you do have uh, water accessible, but it is not actually on your property make sure it is on your the pipe runs on your side of the road by calling the water district and having them verify it because if you have to go under the road it's going to cost you $10,000 so don't you know that's a big deal electricity no big deal they just put a wire over across the road no big deal water if you have to bring that water access under the road it's a big deal so just pay attention to that if you're buying property in a rural area and also, if you're buying property in a rural area, we'll go into this further, but make sure you check your bloody zoning.
1: See what sure can you, and you can can't do with it. See
0: what you can and can't do with it. Now, if you buy property like we did here in the free state of Missouri, out here amongst where there, there's like actual free people,
1: you know, we don't have no stinking zoning. I think the uh, only rule I found was you can't put a sewage purification system within 50 feet of your neighbor. Right.
0: That's it. Actually, fair that's, enough. Fair enough, yeah.
1: And if we, you can't do things, we couldn't have done things like put a hog production facility in it, but that's a good thing So our neighbors can't put in a hog production facility.
0: And by that, we don't mean we can't keep some hogs. We mean you can't put in a mass hog production facility with thousands of heads.
1: Yeah, that's like, For those of you who don't know, it is a giant dormitory for hogs. And they are not pleasant, and they're real environmental risks because that many animals penned together are a disease problem, and the waste is a considerable health issue if it escapes their lagooning systems, which it does way more often than they like to pretend.
0: We should do a podcast just on that. Um... But this is not going to be that podcast. So anyway, what we have to do, unfortunately, getting back to the point, unfortunately we have no way of watering our trees. And we put in an orchard. But we have no way of watering our trees because we have not built a a pumping system to pump the water up the hill. Nor have we put in a rainwater collection system yet. That's this is on the on the very much on the short list is to put in a rainwater collection system guttering up the cabin. We've started to
1: collect the barrels for
0: that. Yeah, and then and into put it. in a large collection of, either a large collection of barrels or, some, or one very large tank.
1: Agricultural tank.
0: Agricultural basically. tank. To put the water in. Now, the cabin sits at the top of the hill. So we will be able to use gravity to water pretty much all the trees.
1: And to have running water in the house. From the same system, if the tank is tall enough.
0: Yeah. We're going to worry about the trees first. I'm kind of doing this, yeah, yeah, eventually. Yep. (laughs) Kind of a deal. I'm first more worried about the trees. But again, we're going to get into the situation where uh, this is only a spring, summer, fall type solution. We'll have to shut it off in the winter because the tank will freeze. So there's that. So right now she's having to literally haul buckets of water up to the trees. I say she because uh, she's the person who's doing the work. So <laughs> plain and simple. I've I've been looking at buying a four wheeler, maybe a mule, four wheeler mule, not a actual me mule. Actually, you know, that's almost like a goat.
1: That was a goat. It so was, was a, a newbie goat. goat. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I don't. I don't really do mules. You do mules? <laughs> no way. I'm gonna do a mule for so this podcast. The, so she just no. got that stubborn look on her face. <laughs> so she did a mule. I can do a donkey. Not really a mule. Don't
1: was, make an ass of yourself, kid, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay. I better not. So yeah, she's toting five gallon buckets up the hill, and you know it's hot. That's work and so we're going to have to come up with a better solution and hopefully sooner about lo- rather than later on that so
1: and until then i root for frequent rains yes if it rains once a week i don't have i either have to mow or i have to water and watering is by far the harder labor
0: yeah because mower i mean you get the automatics and stuff like that to do the mowing; it helps a lot water it's all just you know, there is no four-wheel drive-assisted water system like your mower.
1: Oh, I work. could do it. I could take the pickup down there and put buckets in the pickup and yeah, not right. have to carry them up the hill. But, frankly, I like the non-eroding slope of my drive down to the dam more than I, I like the truck, save right. of my labor.
0: So they, whatever we get, we'll have to have uh, turf tires on it. So... The truck does not. The truck has, I'll get you there, but you may, have, you may get ruts, tires. So, there we are. That's, that's where we're at on water. Just thought we'd throw out
1: some ideas of what we do, what we and, do good and what we do bad. And purification systems for long-term answers, frankly. Right. Because storage is always going to be a, a short-term answer.
0: Right. And so, uh, one of the things I was wanting... One of your, I'm going to give you an assignment. I started on this earlier, but I got distracted. But I'm going to give you an assignment. Your job is to look, go around your neighborhood, wherever it is you live, and locate five different sources of emergency water. And they may be ponds. They may be neighbor swimming pools. I don't know. Creeks. You go around your neighborhood and find the five closest sources of emergency water. I know where they are in my neighborhood. Do you know where they are in yours? And uh, that's your assignment. So, we're going to call it?
1: Not quite. We're going to say if you're looking at buying a place, Ah. look into the water geology of the place. We knew going in that wells would be horrendously expensive. Yes. Due to the geology of where the place is, you have to go very, very deep. thousand foot. To hit the water table. So, we knew that was not going to happen. The permanent water table. And also,
0: the water in this part of the state has sulfides in it, which is a totally another problem.
1: Oh, you call it an artesian well and charge extra for it. It works fine.
0: Unless you (laughs) want to drink it.
1: (laughs) I've learned to tolerate that. It's not a problem to me. But if you're looking at buying a place or setting up a place for yourself, look into the geology of the place so you know what water solutions will and will not work for you. If you're thinking about building a pond, as we did... Talk to somebody who knows how to build ponds. I found a guy who has built lots of ponds that have actually held water over the years, who would know what to look for and know what he could and could not do with the bulldozer. The pond ended up being smaller than we wanted because we started to hit uh, big glacial erratic rocks, and we knew one more of those, and we wouldn't have a dam that would hold water. So we stopped where we had a good, tight dam.
0: It's a big enough pond. We would have liked it another ten, fifteen feet longer.
1: Yeah, it was planned to be longer, but I'm it glad is... he stopped where he did for the reason he stopped where he did.
0: It also makes the dam way overbuilt. <laughs> Our dam is we have the single most over over overbuilt dam. But yeah, here's a here's a hint. You go to you go to find one of these guys who to do your bulldozing. All right, you go go to his house, and he has like thirty ponds at his house, all. That he's built just because he likes going out and building ponds. That's your guy. That's the one you want. This guy's got ponds everywhere on his property.
1: If he's got five holes and two of them have water in them, find somebody else. (laughs) Probably. Okay, now we can wrap it. Okay.
0: Um, Yeah, and in fact, I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, uh, say we're going to do a podcast here in the very near future about how to select and fund a bug-out property, or like we call it, our weekend place or camping area, and then also how to let your family and friends know about it while still maintaining operational security, OPSET. We're going to teach you how to do that. So join us again, and... um, We'll see you next week. Thank Enjoy you. Your day. Bye-bye.